bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews hey welcome to another episode of spoiled movie reviews on the blackout tips premium podcast network i'm your host rod joined as always by my co-host karen and we are here to review a movie you've either seen don't ever plan on seeing or don't care about spoilers because we spoil the movie and today's movie is barbie the greta gerwig directed uh film um we went to the actual theater to see this even though karen told y'all many times she had no plans on seeing this and didn't care and i I didn't i didn't i I could because the way it was smoked i was like oh okay but uh once it got closer and i started seeing like some of the previews and some of the lines i was like that's that's actually that's actually really really funny when kid was like uh you know i'm beach y'all my job is beach i was like you know what this shit might actually be funny and uh then you know hearing people uh who have kind of seen it ahead was saying it was really good so i said you know what i think i'll go watch it yeah i wasn't um planning on seeing it either unless i think i put the caveat out there unless it got good reviews and i saw a bunch of good reviews for it and i said okay well you know what i'm i'm down i'm down to clown uh and so you know we put on our pink and we went out there mm-hmm. to the theater a lot of people was wearing pink it now it was pink everywhere it wasn't like the camaraderie that you get from like a marvel film where like people are making a lot of eye contact and a lot of like oh okay i'll see you down with it wasn't like that but we also went during the middle of the day on a friday but it was also packed in the theater mm-hmm. so that bodes well for the for the box office of this film because to be so early a 140 like, showing that's packed to the gills yeah, is pretty the, good and the later the, the later the time the more people are going to see it and me and roger was talking about this i was like yeah this bitch probably gonna be number one i know oppenheimer whatever that shit oppenheimer. is mm-hmm. but uh, i was like they're gonna be fighting and i think barbara gonna win because you could literally sell more tickets to go see it yeah we'll see because uh yeah also that oppenheimer a big deal is that it's imax and christopher nolan there's just only so many imax screens right uh, to even sell tickets so this barbie shit has showings at like every fucking 20 minutes at the theater we went to but uh let's go ahead and talk about the trailers because you know we like to give y'all the trailer recap but the thing is two things we got a little late got there a little late so we didn't get to see all the trailers two um they're showing less trailers now this i don't know if it's just for matinee movies because that was the last the last few movies we've seen have been matinee at those because they had those weird times that aren't after 4 30 anymore yeah and they trying to probably trying to get them over quicker so they were like let's cut this shit down yeah so i don't know if it's just the matinee is my point right i haven't been to a four o'clock four o'clock or later movie in a while but they used to have 20 to 25 minutes of credit of 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 trailers before you saw even saw the fucking film yeah it's like 30 minutes are we serious (laughs) and so now we don't the the last few times i've been it's been just 15 minutes and i love this i think it should always be just 15 minutes and i know it's i'm spoiled because i go to the movies a lot so this is a very one percent complaint right but i'm sure even people that you know only go every once in a while when you see a movie showtime you want it to start when it's supposed to start and for me the problem is we were seeing you know eight nine trailers and like seven of them were trailers we'd seen already because mm-hmm, you have nothing new yeah and so i'm glad that they cut back uh in this case the, we saw a little bit of the color purple musical remake that they're doing or something it looked like a musical like they're taking the they're taking the actual stage play and making it 
more okay. more it felt more because i saw like fantasia singing or some mm-hmm. shit and i was like okay that's not in the color purple no, i think it's like movie. a remake or a reprise or a different version and i know that uh uh fantasia actually performed it like on like on stage yeah so, so i think they want to mm-hmm. take that vibe which is smart it's a good it's a different vibe you know i think i people get so mad about remakes but i think if you take the spirit or something and change it a bit it, go ahead and remake it yeah I, yeah I, i'm fine with remakes uh uh it don't bother me everybody think that that shit is so precious but half the shit that, that you like and love is somebody else's remake well that's not what i'm saying i'm not talking about being precious or not i'm just saying like like when you remake like white men can't jump i can see why people be like i I don't see why you remake that okay like what what has changed what are you going to change it's just going to be a lesser version of something that people liked at the time uh, i'm saying color purple they got a great cast they want to bring it to like this they want to take the stage version bring it to the theater to the actual film theater i can see how this one could actually be really good and distinctively distinctively different Yes. from the movie in a way that makes you interested to see it again so I, I think that's the why that trailer stood out to me because I didn't go oh they're just this is white man can't jump this is uh you know whatever uh house party this nah this felt different um and then the last trailer we saw was just Blue Beetle's newest trailer mm-hmm. and we're in on, I'm in on Blue Beetle yeah. uh, it looked good to me and I think I was in from the first time I saw that trailer and look man I mean listen y'all can like I know there's probably people that feel a way that are like huge DC Warner Brothers fans that listen to our show and they probably think man y'all don't like those movies enough for me because a lot of you know the people that really like those movies seem to like them all Mm -hmm. and feel the need to defend them all Mm -hmm. but one thing you can never say about me man I give them a chance every single time like them all if i see a trailer and for that nerdy shit that comic book stuff i i'm like i want to watch it and i go in genuinely excited and genuinely hopeful that it'll be good and i you know i I know at this point it probably feels like charlie brown trying to kick the football from lucy but Mm -hmm. i genuinely feel like this movie can be good when i see this trailer i'm like yo that's the kind of movie i want to see from dc so i'm very excited about blue beetle and uh, i'm looking forward to it agreed coming out uh, next month agreed i i'm really excited about it and what they're gonna do and they've always been known for cutting good trailers regardless of if the movie good or not uh so i'm looking forward to blue beetle but i'm like you they had me in from the beginning you literally didn't have to show me anything else i was gonna be there day one all right let's get to barbie um barbie suffers a crisis that leads her to question her world and her existence directed by greta gerwig written by greta gerwig and her partner noah bombark uh bomb bombach uh margot robbie stars in it ryan gosling uh isa ray kate mckinnon um trying to think other major roles oh america um is it chavez uh let me actually let me go look up her name uh but like yeah it's it's got like a pretty pretty stellar cast you know um uh as far as the just the names and stuff um mm-hmm. the main bad guy from secret invasions is in it yeah yeah playing one of the kins Mm -hmm. um yeah i noticed that too um so uh yeah yeah america ferrera i said chavez what a tank michael Sarah is in here i was about to say that's the comic book character right yeah yeah i'm thinking about of yeah america the 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 comic book character michael Sarah is in here john cena is in here will ferrell Uh, is in here um yeah uh uh simi lou is in here like it's like psh, it, they got they got some fucking people up in this bitch man um all right let's go ahead and start what we liked then we'll talk about what we didn't like and we'll score from zero to five karen give me something you liked it was hilarious it was a lot more funny than i thought it would be and i loved the fact that it made fun of itself they go you're coming to watch bobby the concept is fucking ridiculous so we're gonna do ridiculous ass shit to let you know that we understand that that this concept is wild and crazy and that wild and crazy shit will happen because you're watching a movie about a doll so and i really do appreciate that appreciate them bringing us to the world and sticking to that all the way to the end 
there was like strange things are going to happen odd things are going to happen everything in here is not made up and i really love the distinction between the real world and barbie land and how wendy's wendy's worlds collide how ridiculous it can get yeah i agree i just want to co-sign the comedy was amazing in this and greta gerwig is a director that i love her i like her work a lot i loved lady bird i think i thought lady bird was a victim of um at least on in the circles i run in on black twitter at the time uh 2017 so maybe people have either grown up or realize black twitter is uh can be pretty harsh towards shit for no reason but i just remember when it had its its run of getting nominated for oscar and stuff so many people tried to shit on it as like just this white film about a white girl don't know i give a fuck about and i watched it and i was like this shit is so good and me and justin were in here like yo were you not like we were both surprised at how fucking good it was especially after people had just kind of dismissed it out of hand and i know they thought they were like I don't know even in the playing field for black yeah, films by shitting on white films right a lot of times they some of them most of them don't even watch the film yeah but a lot of times the films like they like some right. of those films are actually good not all of them correct you know but some of those films are actually good and this was one of those great performers i cried at the end uh mother-daughter relationship uh thing it was funny but in a dark way but it but basically it was like okay you have my attention greta girl because i knew she was an actress but i didn't know she she had she added in her to direct like this then of course little women also gets nominated well done film little women's not my jam as a book and stuff but the movie was good it made a lot of sense all that stuff but none of that made me feel like oh yeah she gonna get the barbie movie it's gonna be fucking funny no what i thought was it's gonna be smart i didn't think it was gonna necessarily be like having me the entire theater laughing out loud like like crying laughing in that fucking theater and uh so i'll go to my i just wanted to co-sign your comedy Mm -hmm. and then kind of piggyback on it with my first like thing i loved ryan gosling he stole the motherfucking show this is like one of the best roles i've ever seen him in all all jokes aside if you've ever listened to this show and you know how i feel about ryan gosling i honest to god did not know this man could act like honest like because i've seen and i would say am i just watching the movies where he's just a stoic mute the whole fucking movie and people are telling me it's great cinema you know uh like when i watched drive and i was like what i don't get it you know i watched la la land it's it's less stoic than drive but it's to me still kind of like whatever didn't he play played in something else and it was really long in that uh post-apocalyptic world i was getting to it okay blade runner 2049 that's what it is um and and like and that's not like that's just not even um that's just a couple of them like i've i've seen them in other things i've just always been like what is it about this guy that everybody fucking loves i don't get it and then this year i saw the nice guys now that is on netflix the movie itself is pretty good i I was gonna do a solo review but the movie's so old i felt like maybe it was from 2016 i was like okay i I was like who who even wants to hear this this is my thinking and sometimes i want to watch things for my own pleasure true not and not turn it into work so i watched it and i was like oh man where's this ryan gosling been the whole time i've never seen lars and the real girl which is what a lot of people say is is one of his best movies Mm. uh crazy stupid love i think i've just missed i I don't know maybe y'all have this happen in your own personal life too i just missed the other movies where he actually wasn't stoic you know maybe that's what's happening with me and jared leto i don't know it's just the ones i pay my money for i'll be like that was it player so anyway after seeing uh after seeing the nice guys where he was so fucking good so funny personality everything i was like oh man this dude can actually act and i think he might be missing his calling by not doing more funny shit because this is the best i've ever seen him and so when i seen he was in barbie i you know when i first heard it i was like oh what's it gonna be like a literal ken doll but then i seen that nice guy i said hold up hold up he might got something in the bag for this shit and boy if he didn't have something in the fucking bag like i loved his the arc of the character just because of how smart the it was of if you introduce a doll that is basically 
an accessory in 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 the barbie world uh because you know partially because he's a man and then you put him into the patriarchal world of um of the america of the of the of this world how it would just hyper drive him into like a a joe rogan-esque you know like patriarchal dude and the naivete of the dolls is that they don't really know the full you know ins and outs of any of the shit so he has a rudimentary understanding of patriarchy and sees no downside to it uh because he hasn't lived a real existence and he's like i'm bringing this back to barbie world and we about to fucking like it's time for the kids to come together and and it's such a smart play because on the one hand yes in the real world patriarchy of course being like so destructive and terrible blah blah blah, and of course it disrupts the barbie world but the reason it's smart to me is that in the barbie world the kins are kind of it's kind of like an underclass yeah so now you kind of have like a class discussion happening in the barbie world that's about equality and empowerment because they've never they they've never known that they all you know like they have something similar in the barbie world so uh yeah i i have to say uh and then just i'm sorry to keep going but mm-hmm. also in the third act this nigga is on he some shines. other shit. like honest to god oscar nomination type shit yes like, he was performing his ass off like i i've never seen somebody be so silly but so fucking good and the dance numbers and the singing and the the weight the swagger with the outfits like him wearing that sylvester stallone fur uh you know just the fact he never had a fucking shirt on for most of the thing Mm -hmm. like i i the the, even the like crying and because it's silly over the top emotions but even the crying and the and the existentialism he was experiencing i i i i cannot praise this man's performance enough feels weird to say that coming out of a barbie movie because you really think you would be saying that about like the women characters but you honestly you'd be less than honest if you walked out of this movie and said he wasn't the best part of it to me yes so yeah he he stole the show uh i another thing i liked about it i loved all the different barbies if you are somebody Mm -hmm is really really deep into barbie lore you are going to have a motherfucking ball because they go into the way back machine they had barbies that were discontinued and poked fun at it yeah they had you know kids that were discontinued and poked fun at it you know and so i don't know if that was the creator herself but you know the creator came on there i didn't even know that was her because like i said i know barbie but i didn't know like the history of who or who created it uh but it was actually uh really really fun and somebody that i go i understand i didn't even know they had a pregnant barbie it, they never had a pregnant barbie oh, excuse me that, that's not a barbie that's her friend that uh they let me they've never let barbie be pregnant she was not an official barbie that's just barbie's friend and they discontinued it because they thought it was like a bad weird message a pregnant doll ah okay yeah. same thing with that the girl that was like mitzi or whatever that's uh that's not a barbie that's supposed to be barbie's like I see what you said. teenage like, friend like, like not an official and, barbie yeah and i okay. think even that thing where you raise the arm and the boobs grow was supposed to be like a real thing that that doll did same thing that the one with the video uh screen in his back, back. Mm-hmm. so like those are all like and i loved going back to the funny thing uh i was is i go, go next go I, it was smart the fucking movie is so smart At, like it's goofy but it's not it's not goofy stupid unless it truly is intending to be like when somebody does some goofy stupid shit they mean for it to be goofy and stupid but a lot of the stuff is just so smart taking those discontinued dolls and making jokes out of them and kind of pointing towards like the messaging of the dolls um even the um the other thing that is so smart about it was looking from the doll's perspective and the creator's perspective at how they thought the doll would be taken as empowerment and then talking about the real world implications of how that doll was not empowering to so many people and became a symbol of disempowerment a symbol of a box that women literally have to go into message that was in the film they really just want to put you in a box and be like a thing and 
with them like tackling that the 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 irony the the point they made i was surprised it was even in this movie the entire boardroom is men at mattel making these decisions about these girl these girls doll that they're looking up to um that like even will ferrell's thing of like we had a woman ceo in the 60s and like one another one one at some point i think like like even that kind of stuff you know at the end where he's like i'll i mean i think we need to change mattel and empowering blah blah i mean i'm still gonna keep the very real title of ceo uh so like that it was so smart in those ways the thing about ken needed to find his own identity like they didn't do the they the way they avoided making them like a romance because i know that was tempting Mm -hmm. to some extent uh because it would have been a happy ending barbie falls in love with ken and i love how the movie is like that can't be her ending um and the last joke about the fucking gynecologist oh like it's it's so fucking smart and like a kid could watch it and not be and still be entertained but the movie is made for like adults it's made for us who have experienced however many years of this doll being in in our lives and being like you know what is the commentary to be said about it and greta gerwig definitely and noah bombard because i think he wrote it too not bombback uh they definitely handle so many sensitive issues in a way that is like at once smart uh feminist but not preachy um it still puts comedy first in it like it's like like if something's funny they'd rather go for the funny than to be like we need to send a message with every single second of this film correct um and it helps so much um and you just get great performances from everybody too so yeah it's so fucking smart uh margot roby mm. i loved her as barbie she literally made barbie come to life it was um it, it's one of the roles where you go oh this person was made for that role mm-hmm. and i can truly look at it, i'm like oh yeah you were made to play barbie like you know like to be like the the quote-unquote barbie that hey barbie hey barbie mm-hmm. and so a big thing was her just being the stereotypical barbie and it was like that would make sense and they even poked fun at that when she was crying and the person was like yeah you know you should have got somebody else you were trying to make that point yeah the narrator said that um and the narrator was i think helen helen mirren mm-hmm. um, sounded like her yeah but what i was gonna say about that even I, that moment made me realize why Amy Schumer was casting this role at first and it could have still been a great movie it could have been just as good I know people are going to disagree because they don't like Amy Schumer but okay. they're wrong because I think what this film was going to be was this, here's a woman that thinks she's perfect because she lives in a world that's for her and empowering other women she goes to the real world and then it's like you're not perfect in the ways that amy schumer quote unquote is not perfect so like when she gets back to that world it's like suddenly she's seeing her satellites right. she's seeing her faces are perfect she's seeing her whatever mm-hmm. and 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 i love that they made a joke out of that because i because i was thinking that when she was like i'm ugly now or whatever and and i know the whole audience like what the fuck and i love that the the, the narrator in that moment is like yeah you probably should have cast somebody other than margot roby if y'all was gonna try to make this point and i'm like that's why amy schumer had the job everyone because uh, the simple way she was originally yeah the, and people don't like her so then they were like yeah bitch she was terrible but i see now the vision would have been we are casting her because she because y'all don't think she's barbie y'all don't like only in the barbie world can you feel like barbie and, and in the real world you just become everything you're not and the way we talk about amy schumer in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and her body and all this stuff is very much about the way we judge women and their bodies and all that that. so it would have been a great commentary i i'm not mad that this was great margot roby was great so there's no need to like you know like to feel like we were robbed of something right but at least now i i can see what the point was because the film is smart enough that they would have taken that into account um uh, uh another thing for me uh it was colorful mm-hmm. you know it was so colorful and not just the colors in the background and the sets but like the diversity of the people on the screen yes like every, all races all you sizes. know all sizes of uh, disabilities uh 
like ethnicities every like i loved it you know like with that kind of like it was colorful in all the ways you would like it to be colorful and le- except for the places where they really didn't want it to be um so yeah I, like i love that stuff i love the twist of the mother because you know barbara was like they you know kind of figured out barbie got to go back and you got and so she was seeing the child so she thought well oh i need to go you know talk to this child but she was actually seeing it from the visions of the mother yeah which was kind of a twist but also there are mothers that love barbies they love them and they adore them even though some of their children may have grown out of it it doesn't mean that uh uh, uh adults don't still enjoy and love barbie well i think also the point was it, it rather not even that she necessarily like enjoyed it because she was depressed and was drawn depressing barbies and shit it was i thought and and apropos to the fact we're doing this review apropos to the the age of the people in that theater you never really stop being affected by barbie by toys by your childhood and you never stop going back to that place for happiness and i love that this film kind of deconstructed that with the the mother character and the toy and the toy world and the feminist uh discussion that happened in the film does bring the mother and the daughter together so that they can see each other so the mom can stop trying to pretend to be so perfect for her kid but so the kid can also cut her mom some fucking slack because it's hard out here in the world and kids don't have no fucking idea how hard it is yet you know they know some of the shit but just because by the nature of your age you can't know that much yet you're 13 or whatever the fuck and so uh th- and this was honestly one of the less annoying teenagers in a tv or movie thing I agree like th- like this wasn't uh like that kid in fucking uh sometimes, extraction too that i just watched over the top yeah like they actually made this kid like believably cynical and then when they kind of turn it around in the barbie world and shit you're like okay yeah like this is a uh, giving you feels this is cool um so yeah i, I thought uh it was uh wait that was your turn or it was my turn it's your turn you okay i don't know if you i think you started piggybacking off of mine yeah okay yeah i'll agree i'm agreeing with you Mm -hmm. yeah um another thing i liked too in this was uh Issa Rae Mm -hmm. you know i wish she had got even more time but she was so funny honestly just the barbies let me just make it broad the barbies because like kate mckinnon kills it Issa Rae kills it um uh not so much with alexander ship she didn't get too much talking but she was funny in the way she was supposed to be funny Mm -hmm. um yeah like the barbies as a collective were so funny and the kins and the kins yeah like that shit was so good um just the way they were everybody was so over the top particularly in the barbie land Mm -hmm. particularly when the kids started fighting each other that shit was fucking hilarious it really gave me over the top it really gave me some kind of like rick and morty vibes yeah like some of the stuff that happened in the third act felt kind of like rick and morty type stuff where the the plot gets so ridiculous but you just don't cut back on it you're like no lean into that is ridiculous make it as funny and over the top as possible we're just having fun at this point with the premise and we want to push it and they and i felt like they did that so yeah i I love that yes they did push it and uh i can't wait to particularly like i said the fights with the kins i want to go back and see everything that was happening in the background Mm -hmm. and the reason why is because this this yes this shit happened in the foreground but there is so much kind of they was just like do stupid shit and people was having a motherfucking ball like way in the background they pan over and it was like literally two kids dancing with each other i was like what is happening here just all types of hilarity and, and stupidity happened in the background that uh the camera may have caught but because there was there was so much stuff happening in the foreground if you didn't kind of scan your eyes larger you missed a lot like you said at rick and morty where you miss a lot of the behind the scene layering jokes that are happening kind of behind your head because you're too busy looking at what's actually in front of you yeah um it was your turn okay um also i like the uh i like the uh cameos the cameos were good because like i said i didn't know john cena real pharaoh like and they just really pop about the blue and you're like oh that nigga and then you then you're like oh we about to have a good time Mm -hmm. and so shout out to them for uh uh contributing and actually making the movie more over the top particularly uh will ferrell just because he was great being the ridiculous 
over the top bumbling ceo like he was so much fun and uh john cena being that mermaid was actually hilarious him and that floor hair it was just everybody that came in came to clown came to have a good time and i'm glad they just let them do their thing and shine because both of those characters shine being funny uh another thing i like was how uh they had the practical effects and the real the like they didn't just go all like special effects on the stuff now you did get like some you know some like cgi stuff that that really does take it to the next level it's really good but like stuff like making the sea like a practical wave thing that you run into that's physical props that stuff was cool the the way they built the houses um amazing um the like just like they went all regular houses they're like open they were open like a barbie's house would be yeah when you do a barbie's house and then look like front door walls and shit everything just open it didn't look like they were on green screen it looked like they built that shit yeah you know even the way the car drove Mm -hmm. you know in the streets and the the wide sweeping like sets where they would like kind of probably have a drone or some camera like swoop in from the top and you literally see these pink roads and the house next to this house and all that stuff yeah, you the, take those are actually sets the unfolding fucking ambulance yes oh my god like they were just hilarious they nailed that shit it looks so fucking good with the practical effects and sets uh my next thing you kind of talked about it the mother daughter relationship uh i I'm, i agree with you i like the fact that uh it brought them together i like the fact that like you said they got a better understanding of each other you know because it's hard being a parent it's like it's hard being a child and i'm glad that you know they they kind of saw each other in a different light and it actually brought them closer together you know which for some people for baby doll, not baby dolls but barbie dolls do Mm-hmm. uh the last one for me is the outfits yes like just the outfits that each barbie had the amount of scene set change uh outfits when they come to the real world how ridiculous the outfits look oh they went back to the 80s yeah like that in the in the, in the way that the men are like ogling and stuff the way they portrayed the real world was so good um compared to the barbie world because you can feel like how a barbie world is the reason a barbie world is supposed to work in a child's imagination is because it's a world that hasn't been corrupted by the patriarchy of other things yet so in this world you can't imagine that you know your barbie can go out in a in a a a a leotard and 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 do some skating and then later go be a doctor at the office and there's nothing limiting any of that whereas in the real world we immediately see the effects of all that stuff um so yeah the outfits were just like part of the story as well my fa- one of my favorite scenes is ryan Gosling throwing her clothes off of the barbie dream house yeah! and the clothes literally forming into the outfits in the air air with the name of the outfit on top of them um and him saying the name too like (laughs) you know like take your panama pajamas uh toppings and bottoms and throwing in you know stopping so like i love the clothes they told a story of their own yes they did and uh speaking of, of them when they first went into the real world barbie and ken which is hilarious because ken was like oh i love when it comes to funny they made a lot of sexual jokes mm-hmm. kind of underlining which is some stuff that some kids won't catch on to but adults will and when uh ken ken just loved attention so he was getting attention from women and he was getting attention from men and he would just love it he would just love it. i was like oh i get it he just loving the attention yeah. not realizing he didn't care where it was coming from because he's an accessory and he doesn't get asked even for the time in barbie world yes that was fucking hilarious he was like somebody asked me for the time and he shows his arm and it got like eight watches on it i was like mm-hmm. this is fucking hilarious um that's it for my positives you can keep going <laughs> me too okay let's get to negatives is there anything you didn't like the only thing and and it's not really uh didn't like i just kind of wished i wished that they would have given kind of the kin their own worlds where Mm. uh, you'd have had a kin house because these things do you know they i think i'm not trying fun they had Uh like a kin house and like a kid like they tried to do like his his a kin thing i don't think it caught on as much as barbie Mm. but i know that they kind of invested a little
little bit and kind of branched off but i would have loved for them to be like you know what if we're gonna be here and we're gonna live in the world y'all can have your own so they could have their own houses and cars because you know they kind of from kids understand he didn't want to be quote unquote second class so in order to, to to make it equal let them have their own thing and yeah y'all can commune in certain areas and go back and forth you know between the two worlds but it would have been really nice and kind of a neat wrap up mm-hmm. for them to have like their own kin world yeah i hear you um i did wonder a little bit like i the only thing i have is maybe they could have spent a little bit more time in the real world just to keep making like humor out of the real world shit because i thought that was very funny when they like it wasn't just the hijinks of like oh look what they got on but it was also just like them observing humans and patriarchy and stuff for the first time and just processing it um now they they didn't like it didn't bother me but i was just like if i could add anything to this movie it's probably a little bit more time picking on us you know um all right let's rate it zero to five truthfully truthfully y'all this right here no karen please lie to us okay <laughs> no we don't i want the truth i'm not gonna lie okay. I, I am shockingly surprised i get this movie a five out of five i actually had a ball like it like it's been a long time uh since i've actually just had a i've laughed at movies you know but like where you're like oh this shit is funny and you're consistently laughing yeah. throughout the whole movie and the whole actually, theater was laughing yes and 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 was laughing like a comedy show y'all yeah. like people was like you could hear it from the and not the all family. of them got every joke because there were some jokes that like there was one joke that i think went over everybody's head when helen Mirren says and the kin the kins would eventually rise to have as much power as women have in the real world and i laughed so hard (laughs) and nobody (laughs) fucking laughed but me i was like oh y'all didn't get that one okay all right well that was a bar um (laughs) i give it a five as well like i put this shit up here with fucking spider-verse dog like it was really good i like i left they didn't leave a crumb it was Mm -hmm. smart it was good it didn't overstay its like welcome i think it was the right length Mm -hmm. um the fucking third act escalated so well i love that yes. they weren't afraid to lean into ryan gosling carrying the third act yes. um at least in the comedy realm as as margot roby carried the emotional realm and so did america ferrara but the like they this was just a good ass movie that wasn't scared and i love a film that's not scared they weren't and that and part of that means not being scared to lean into the feminism of the director and the the plot of the movie um i've seen some imdb like like comments and stuff and it's it's a divisive movie only in that half of our fucking country doesn't want women to be able to have abortion so these motherfuckers is putting thumbs down on any good review and that should tell you a lot about barbie and why the movie is so important mm-hmm. uh, like really came along at the right time um all right we got comments yay for spoiled movie review 459 mission impossible dead reckoning part one sandler agony says textbook in my entry it's long maybe needed to retool the ai narrative by streamlining the story in the editing room granted the time usually comes back to heavy allegories of technology running amok not to mention covid uh kicking this movie's ass like palm clementive was doing the tom cruise in that tight quarters alleyway scene <laughs> them crew members probably had on portable vice grips with the pressure cruise put on his cast and crew while while i'm glad this film wasn't shut down adding even more anxiety to just making it wasn't a good thing for all the parties uh the action is bad boy is astounding certainly not as good as john wick 4 but there's a steady kinetic flourish to it like in prior mission films i'm reluctantly content with ilsa false dying here but i do think it would have been better if we saw the team expand instead of those lose a heart beating heart that is false probably contracts chris mcquarrie made something in writing or ferguson herself wanted out felt like something could have redeemed remedied her outright or i guess redeem redeem me anyway uh now Haley atwell was rock solid but ferguson is just a more rangier actress but that's my opinion on that film's very funny i even love to joke about the imf as a governmental title impossible mission force sounds like a ridiculous organization in a video game not real life love seeing henry zerny return as an omnipresent kit ridge and some callbacks to the original mi feature release yeah i think that's another thing that didn't resonate with me was that 
as much as i love the mission impossible films i don't have the love of the like characters uh that aren't in our crew right i don't have as much love for that so like them bringing back kittredge was like a oh, okay to me instead of a, like a oh for me you know also prostate side morales vanessa kirby palm ving we have the meats rain simon peg shea wiggum and greg tarzan davis speaking to shea and greg being the running duo to try to nab ethan yeah they stretched that shit harder than the excuses for josh allen's turnover issues in the nfl i was getting my life to it so i wasn't completely bothered with their inclusion needed a media plot thread but i liked them and however they're being used yeah i think uh may i think also this being a part one we we're we're definitely revisiting those guys maybe that'll be the part of the crew growing or something Mm because they did that thing that almost all impossible white man like versus the government people do in these plots they're always like this guy's a bad guy we gotta get him we gotta get him then they get him and then it's like if you don't let me go the whole country gonna blow up in three seconds and they like fuck it let him go and he's actually a good guy we're on his side now and it feels like they basically did that in this film and so maybe part two will be them actually helping mm-hmm. Cruz is a madman cool you're doing this for us the viewing public however my man stop breaking my fragile heart with these post piling the stunts the mountain top the mountain jump isn't as good as when ethan scaled that building in protocol or in fallout running on top of a building protocol like ghost protocol that yeah. guy my favorite one that's the one for me and him with him sticking up the side of the side without a parachute or net yeah. or nothing that was <laughs> shit uh wish them sweet shots of time running look so good so major prostate mcquarrie there from a direction standpoint but there's such impressive build to it and the final product delivers this is another expertly made mission it's not as good as ghost protocol fallout or even the first one but it's right up there with rogue nation and better than three and two well i agree on all that uh <laughs> like I, i've seen people try to do this thing now I, I think it's getting out of control but like whether it's trying to be contrarian or what the people that like go back to bad entries in franchises and movies that nobody that people they bombed and people didn't like them or critically were not given a lot of acclaim that publicly have a bad reputation and being like nah this movie was great mission impossible 2 it gives you all the sex appeal that hollywood is afraid of and i'm like dog that fucking movie didn't make sense i love mission impossible i'm not a hater i saw that movie and was like john woo's out of his fucking mind don't let him touch my franchise again and there's a reason he ain't come back because we actually don't want that shit so stop trying to make this stop trying to make this shit happen it ain't gonna happen right and also because he directed it right yeah yeah and what are those things with a good director you know what you got to have a good editor somebody that kind of can rein that person in sometimes and be like hey dog we got to trim this down make this shit make sense like you can't just be out here wilding and that's that's the end result of them just kind of roaming free sometimes i'm pretty confident things will be tied up in part two the film ends admirably for what it's worth uh not the rush cliffhanger from fast x so glad there was a clear mission for round two i'm seeing this again at imax on thursday so i'm probably going to have my brain completely explode with joy by the resolution of screen fidelity long live cruise long live mission possible peace yeah it's already out of imax because that fucking oppenheimer too all right because you know that's probably that was like you got an imax this is this is what you're gonna read a play <laughs> ronan Raphael says i love you out of karen great guys and the best in the podcasting game but when it comes to the mi franchise allow me to stephen a smith voice for a moment however just kidding i just came out of the alamo draft house and i'm glad to see a review already here y'all covered all this ne- the necessary but allow me to put on my favorite field agent leather jacket and hat play by ving reigns with stephen a smith <laughs> excitement <laughs> to drop a couple of what excited me little stuff like luther pointing out that the villain is actually afraid of ethan both the ai and gabriel the ai done did that dr strange 14 million spying into the future uh saw the one future it got fucked up by ethan i love i felt luther getting that line before dipping just like agent would me would was huge yeah i would have loved to see more gabriel especially talking Hmm. yeah i think i love tom cruise uh as an actor i love mission possible as a franchise i think the disconnect for me is that there's an amount of blinders people put on when they go into the theater that 
i i think it's starting to get to that point where it's like tom cruise made a movie i'm just gonna say it's five stars mm. you know and i'm like well then that just like i know we all miss the theater i know we miss big like action and we miss big budgets and we miss big movie stars but if you're telling me this movie is this flawless five out of five what the fuck was ghost protocol in? what was what was fallout right those were better fucking movies to me yes, and it's were. weird to be like this no man fuck that like i'm like dog we we don't need to get even like with top gun i enjoyed the hell out of top gun but there's some shit in there when you're like yeah then okay like i get mm-hmm. it you know got a little weird got a little trophy got didn't really have the political message it was trying to nail didn't mm-hmm. really even have a bad guy we were fighting and mm-hmm and i'm not mad at it but it's when you're watching a movie with any level of like you know consciousness about you you're like okay i see what y'all doing it's kind of a little sleight of hand here this ai shit gabriel being a protagonist that's basically hitting the reset button on the fucking fry machine because it can't hit the button itself that that shit was a very simplistic plot that 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 really was kind of like only way that can work is if the bad guy has such charisma we don't care that it's simple and they just didn't allow the dude playing gabrielle to really exude any charisma to be a big heavy to be a a big bad at the end of this he gets fooled by the sleight of hand with that lighter he doesn't even get his goal you know like like you all you kind of need it you know what you needed in this movie now y'all have really made me think about it if it's gonna be a part one of however many parts they needed to lose that's what needed to happen mm-hmm. i i i'm glad y'all wrote in mm-hmm. so i could think it over and that talk about sense. it they just needed to take an l because if you take the l you give the heroes somewhere to come rise up from in the next film um and as much as i think fast and furious x was trash they at least gave them the l at the end mm-hmm. even though it's a, some bullshit like we've just been through too much with that crew for us to fucking care that oh you blew up the plane well like we know they didn't die so right like I, I, the fast and furious is so bad with that kind of shit that they literally could sh- show the smoldering wreckage and the heroes can all just literally stand up and walk out of the smoke flame and plane wreckage like like oh man that was close tyrese you know that's how bad it is but but yeah y'all just made me realize i this needed a uh this needed an infinity war loss yes you needed to feel like fuck they are not gonna pull this mission off this is the first l in the mission impossible universe and then part two gives us the comeback so yep i just realized that thank you for writing in though you helped me get to what my issue is with this movie and this is me saying i still love the movie and still thought it was great just it just ain't a five out of five um but yeah going back to this might be a stretch but hear me out um i feel like not only grace would be a part of the imf and the team in the future we might just have been introduced to two or possibly three others might not have been perfectly executed however paris still has a pulse and might accept the choice degas literally said the same thing as ethan about the power of the key and was beginning to think more like an imf agent than a regular cia maybe that's why we spent a lot of time with him and briggs yeah I, yeah I, man it's funny you said that i just said that too when i was reading Sailor agnes comment like hey they i can see them adding a lot of people to the team you know uh finally i know for sure that i prefer the imf recruiting style to the ethan hunt team over the most popular family in movies i couldn't stop thinking about that when they made their pitch to grace i kept waiting for one of them to say family look what dom has done to me let me go parachute jump in the fastest spot in the flattest spot in prospect park no i'll do it in the kids sandlot mi always makes me want to stunt on these hoes in these streets tom cruise what stunt you got for part eight bring it uh nope i listened to my own ai and didn't do any real life stunts except while dreaming appreciate your reviews always thank you Sandler Agni also says quick note about ving's mission and mission impossible he's been in every one to date except ghost protocol the reason he was only in that film as a cameo was contractual things that weren't ironed out beforehand basically this nigga wanted roughly eight million dollars of them ethan hunt dollar bills which fuck yeah he deserves it being in these since film one luckily they fixed it and he gets to continuously cook on screen simon Pegg, who plays benji dunn's 
benji's done uh been in these film then these since mi3 pretty much in my lifers dude got uh that impossible white man halo over their heads classic rb lover says hi rod and karen to respond to the ving reigns discussion reigns and Cruz are the only actors who've been in all the mi films well he i think someone just said he wasn't in one uh whichever one it was uh i think it said ving rames in them all but yeah no nah, i think he said ving rames was in them all and did a cameo in the second one he's in everyone today oh even ghost protocol mm-hmm. i thought he said but ghost well i'm mm-hmm. sorry mm-hmm. so yeah that makes sense um uh uh so yeah i was not bothered by the length of the film i really didn't notice it i was however bothered by the isa morales as a sub villain gabriel yeah uh, it's also weird because like and, and and so like i'm not trying to shit on the film but it was validating to me reading some of the articles about this film and the interviews where they said they wanted to do like a whole de-aging of tom cruise and then have him interact with gabriel and and de-aged and like go more but tom cruise has a clause in his contracts that he cannot be de-aged on screen okay so they just chose not to do that and that's why you only see him in shadow when they do that one flashback with gabriel Mm -hmm. and i'm like that might have been the place for them to have like some discussion some back and forth build the villain up so that when you know give us what that villain's dogma is what's his motivation we didn't get all that and i'm not saying i want to add a lot of time to this film i don't want to add any to be honest but it's just it makes sense now because i think it felt to me in the film like it was missing my guess is they filmed it or some version of that and went it just doesn't work right so we just gonna cut all his motivation all the way out and his motivation will be like the only thing we're gonna get is some white man on screen being like you know he's an he's a nihilist he's just he lives to be evil and you're like all right that's no one's like that <laughs> he he would think he was doing something and he would tell us why he was doing it come yes, on he would. um but yeah uh, by setting up the character as a tool of the ai he was in some ways irrelevant because so many people were willing to sell their souls to the ai devil so i agree he needed to have a story that justified his presence here i agree that absent part two this film gets a four-star rating i too to reserve the right to amend my rating based on how it concludes yeah that's all i'm i'm perfectly willing to look at this whole thing as one film if part two is banging too if it's really banging and and like answers the questions or adds the depth to the characters that was missing because look maybe it's look it's hard to do we wrote game theory two seasons during covid it's hard Mm -hmm. i can't imagine doing a whole fucking movie with this many fucking people this many sets and all that moving parts going to different countries and shit it's got to be way harder than what we did so out of respect for Cruz and the mi franchise i'm not like down on this film i'm just willing to be like okay this a four but if you end this shit right i'll just pretend this shit was a five i don't give a fuck it's hard to make this shit um all right that's it thanks for listening everybody we hope you enjoyed this review thank you um until next time uh peace peace